Welcome to this weekly audio digest session of the evening takes. On Friday the 17th, the first day of 20th part of May 2019. Led by volunteers at Kennedy Friends speaking to the blind at our studios at Fashion Price Media Centre. The headlines in part one. Man dies in suspicious death in Motherwell. Man arrested over alleged £6.34 farm foods theft. New Scotrail timetable begins with thousands of extra seats promised. New Scotrail timetable begins with thousands of extra seats promised. Moat Rose Truck visits Glasgow's Blisswood Hotel. Glasgow's supermarket comes to Maryhill Engine Works. Man charged in connection with death of Motherwell man at Cameron McMillan. Successful mental health project is extended to younger teens. Man dies in Coatbridge's Faraday Retail Park. Glasgow wants big crackdown on illegal drinking in cities' parks. CCTV released after off-licence robbery in Castlemilk. Thug Thomas Guthrie jailed after seven street robberies in Glasgow's West End. Dean Jarrett wishes Steve Clark Wales, Kilmarnock boss, gets set to decide his rugby park future. Celtic and Hearts following footsteps of Scottish Cup heroes like Peter Powder Monkey Summers. Rangers defender John Flanagan won't face ban for Scott Brown clash. Chris Jack, Celtic must decide whether to stick or twist in new boss certs. Renfrew Lane in Glasgow sealed off as police probe rape of teenager. Police report shows Glasgow's violent crime numbers continue to rise. Anisland train station cordoned off by Glasgow police. Property factors sorry for poor judgement after Chalk Hopscotch ban. Arranged to open in Drumchapel Retail Park by Vaxine MacArthur. Glasgow man appears in court charged with murder following Motherwell disturbance. Glasgow nightclub a bowling plans put on hold. Green-fingered helpers need to plant Scotland's finest fernery in Victoria Park. The Evening Times News. Recorded on the 20th of May, 2019. Man dies in suspicious death in Motherwell. By Maxine MacArthur. A man has died following an early morning disturbance. The 23-year-old was pronounced dead after the incident in Quarry Street, Motherwell, around 5.50am this morning. An investigation has been launched into his death, which police are treating as suspicious. A police call and spokeswoman said around 5.50am on Sunday, May 19th, Police received a report about the disturbance in Quarry Street, Motherwell, resulting in the death of a 23-year-old man. Emergency services attended, and inquiries are ongoing to establish the circumstances of the incident. Officers are treating the death as suspicious, and a post-mortem examination will be carried out in due course. It's understood police are following a positive line of inquiry. By Maxine MacArthur. The Evening Times, 20th of May, 2019. Man arrested over alleged £6.34 farm foods theft. A man has been reported to a procurator fiscal over an alleged shopping lift in farm foods. The 57-year-old entered the store in a Clyde shopping centre and reportedly stole £6.34 worth of items, five tins of farm food soup and a packet of Nescafe coffee. He reportedly put the goods into a rucksack and left the shop without paying on May 7th at around 4.10pm. Staff confronted a man outside before alerting police. Officers attended and charged the man with a shoplifting offence. He will be subject of a report to the procurator fiscal. The Evening Times News Recorded on the 20th of May 2019 New Scotrail timetable begins with thousands of extra seats promised from the Evening Times Online. A new timetable has come into force for trains across Scotland, with ScotRail promising thousands of extra seats daily on their services. 
The rail operator says 20,000 seats are being added to routes, bringing the total number on a weekday to 625,000, an increase of 115,000 since 2015. More high-speed trains and electric trains will also be introduced to lines across the country. Electrification work on the Inbrad to Glasgow via Shorts line has been completed, allowing for more than 35,000 extra seats on weekdays. Scotrail Operations Director David Simpson said Sunday will see the introduction of timetable changes that will deliver even more improvements on Scotland's railways. With the investment in new trains and infrastructure providing faster journeys, more seats and more services for our customers. We are now providing 115,000 extra seats every day since Abellio took over the franchise in 2015 and everyone across the Scotrail Alliance is working flat out to deliver the service that our customers expect and deserve. Routes where the class 385 electric trains are being introduced include the Glasgow to Lanark Line and from Glasgow slash Edinburgh to Stirling, Aloha and Dunblane. Older trains, class 314, will be withdrawn by the franchise. More information can be found on the Scotrail website. From the Evening Times Online. The Evening Times, 20th of May 2019. New ScotRail timetable begins with thousands of extra seats promised. A new timetable has come into force for trains across Scotland, with ScotRail promising thousands of extra seats daily on their services. The rail operator says 20,000 seats have been added to routes, bringing the total number on a weekday to 625,000, an increase of 115,000 since 2015. More high-speed trains and electric trains will also be introduced to lines across the country. Electrification work on the Edinburgh to Glasgow via Shots line has been completed, allowing for more than 3,500 extra seats on weekdays. ScotRail Operations Director David Simpson said Sunday will see the introduction of timetail changes that will deliver even more improvements on Scotland's railway. With the investment in new trains and infrastructure providing faster journeys, more seats and more services for our customers. We are now providing 15,000 extra seats every day since Abelio took over for franchise in 2015. And everyone across the ScotRail Alliance is working flat out to deliver a service that our customers expect and deserve. Routes were that the Class 385 electric trains are being introduced include the Glasgow to Lanark Line and from Glasgow to Edinburgh to Stirling, Allowa and Dunblane. Older trains, Class 314, will be withdrawn by the franchise. More information can be found on the ScotRail's website. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 20th of May 2019. Moat Rose Truck visits Glasgow's Blusswood Hotel by Stuart Sandler. Guests enjoyed an ideal weekend as the Moat Rose Truck parked up in Glasgow. The vehicle concluded its tour of Scotland in style. Guests are treated to Moat Rose Imperial paired with canapes, reflecting Blusswood's new summer menu from the hotel's new restaurant, Bowen Birdie. The brasserie is reimagined for a traditional Scottish lens. The truck is open to the public until May the 31st. By Stuart Sandler. The Evening Times, 20th of May 2019. Glasgow Supermarket comes to Maryhill Engine Works. The popular Glasgow Supermarket is to return next month. The event, which sees the city's best independent businesses come together under one roof, is usually held at the Arches. However, on Sunday, June 2nd, fans will be able to browse the stalls of more than 40 retailers while visiting the newly refurbished the Engine Works in Maryhill. 
The occasion will mark one of the first opportunities for guests to get inside the building since its overhaul. Fashion, jewellery and art will be on sale as well as food and drink stalls. The event also promises an on-site barber, face painter and a live modern crier. Entry costs just £1 while kids go free. Doors open from 11am to 5pm. If you are blind or partially sighted, or know somebody who is, they may be eligible to receive a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio, where our daily podcasts are available. To qualify for a free permanent loan from BWBF, you need to be resident in the UK, registered blind or partially sighted, over the age of 8, and in receipt of a means-tested benefit, or have a parent or guardian in receipt if you are under 18. If you think you qualify, you can find your local agent at www.blind.org.uk and remember, when setting up the player, ask for the Cune Review channels. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 20th of May 2019. Man charged in connection with death of Motherwell Man at Cameron McMillan by Maxine MacArthur. A man has been charged in connection with the death of Cameron McMillan. A 21-year-old is due to appear in Hamilton Sheriff Court today. The arrest comes after the 23-year-old was found in Quarry Street in Motherwell following a disturbance around 5.50am yesterday. Tributes have been made to the dad of one online, calling him one in a million. A report will be submitted to the Procurator for School. By Maxine MacArthur. The Evening Times, 20th of May 2019. Successful mental health project is extended to younger teens. The Distress Belief Intervention, DBI, project was set up two years ago and offers support to patients at GP practices or accident and emergency units. It has helped almost 3,000 people since then, although it is currently only available to those aged 18 and over. But from the summer, the scheme, which has been trailed in Lanarkshire for Borders, Inverness and Aberdeen, is being extended to teens aged 16 and 17. The initiative involves specially trained staff helping people to manage difficult emotions and problem situations early on, coming up with a distress plan to help prevent future mental health crisis. Mental Health Minister Claire Hogley said mental health is an absolute priority for the Scottish Government. Our 10-year mental health strategy clearly sets our vision to address a number of challenges, including the provision of more efficient and effective mental health services and support mental health in primary care. Our pilot DBI services have already made significant progress over the past two years, so I'm pleased to announce fees will now be extended to 16 and 17-year-olds from the summer. Early intervention like this is such an important part of how we treat mental and emotional health, and the DBI is all about equipping people with the skills and support to manage their own health and to prevent future crisis. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 20th of May 2019, Man dies in Coatbridge's Faraday Retail Park by Maxine MacArthur. Man's body has been discovered in a retail park. The ground discovery was made around 7pm last night in Coatbridge's Faraday Retail Park. A post-mortem examination will be carried out to determine the 36-year-old's cause of death. However, it's not thought to be suspicious. A police call and spokeswoman said around 7pm on Sunday, May 19th, police were called after a 36-year-old man was found with serious injuries in Faraday Retail Park in Coatbridge. Emergency services attended and the man was pronounced dead at the scene. A post-mortem examination will be carried out in due course to determine the exact cause of death. A report will be sent to the Procurator for School by Maxine MacArthur.
But Evening Times, 20th of May, 2019. Glasgow wants big crackdown on illegal drinking in cities' parks. The Evening Times asked if readers if strong action was needed to stop alcohol being taken into city parks after a series of antisocial behaviour incidents involving drunk teenagers in Kelvin Grove Park. At the time of going to print, around 80% of those who took part in our online poll agreed that current measures are not effective in enforcing a Glasgow city bylaws which prohibits drinking alcohol in designated public places. While around 20% said action did not need to be increased and people are just having a good time. The reaction follows our report that local residents are fed up of being young teens causing havoc in the area after spending a day drinking in a West End park during a sunny weather. One resident told the Evening Times around 215 16-year-olds were running around the lanes near Park Circus Wednesday night, screaming and shouting and were after drinking in the park since lunchtime. Around 15,000 people responded to the online poll, with the number still rising into the evening. Tim Johnston posted bag searches are probably a quicker solution, coupled with stronger security, possibly private security. Not a great step going forward for the developed country. Not a great step forward for a developed country, but when you've got too much freedom and no consequences, stuff like this is going to happen. While some T said drinking in the park is fine as long as people behave, such underage drinkers enjoying a late sunshine as long as they behave themselves, who didn't try a drink at this age, they said. Another commenter who identified themselves as a West Ender said hit them with a heavy on the spot fines and if they don't pay to take off the parents who are responsible for them. I don't mind a rebirth of hijinks but some of it is intimidating also. Police Scotland have said they will enforce the GCC by law, but there is company law legalisation in place to allow officers to search people specifically for alcohol. While GCC said mobile CCTV units will be utilised to support the four permanent cameras in place in the park. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 20th of May 2019. CCTV released after off-licence robbery in Castle Milk by Maxine MacArthur. Police have revealed CCTV of a man they're looking to speak to as part of a robbery probe. The 101 at the Debray's shopping centre in Castle Milk around 9.50pm on January 1st. The man was shown in the image as described as white, local at Glasgow accent, 5 foot to 10 and medium to stocky build. He is wearing a grey tracksuit top with a hood up and a black beanie style hat underneath. Grey tracksuit bottoms with black socks over the trouser legs and white trainers. Anyone with information is asked to contact Constable Mark McCallum at the Greater Glasgow Community Investigation Unit via 101. Alternatively, Crime Stoppers can be contacted on 0800 555 where anonymity can be maintained. By Maxine MacArthur. For Evening Times, 20th of May 2019, Thug Thomas Guthrie jailed after seven street robberies in Glasgow's West End. Thomas Godfrey, 23, struck in January this year during a series of terrifying crimes in Glasgow's West End. His victims included a man who he stabbed on the leg, two women out for a walk and a schoolboy returning to his home. But Godfrey was later snared after a high-speed police chase. He now faces a lengthy jail term after he pled guilty to eight charges including assault and robbery as well as dangerous driving. The first victim was delivery driver Thomas Balaam, 13 York Hill, at 6.45pm on January 14th. 
Godfrey had a knife as he demanded to give me your money. Mr. Bealham said he had no cash and Godfrey then fled in a car. Just five minutes later, the thug pounced on James Cregor on 37, close to a Tesco store in nearby Partick. Godfrey grabbed him, but Mr. Gregon initially fought back. The court heard Mr. Gregon later needed stitches for a leg wound. At 6.55pm, Sean Dunning was walking his dog in Partick, and Godfrey jumped out of the car, clutching a steak knife. He initially wanted cash from a 33-year-old. Jack Steedman was in the city's Hindland at 7.10pm when he was grabbed. The 27-year-old handed over his wallet to Blade Reeled in Godfrey. Twenty minutes later, Julius Shuffland, 52, and Levy Shuffland, 66, were in Kelvin Dill when they were confronted. Godfrey again had a knife, while also clutching a hammer. The final victim, a 15-year-old boy at 7.35pm in Kelvin Dale. Police probing the robbery spree clocked for VW Golf in the early hours of the next morning. Officers gave chase, including through the grounds of City Stophill Hospital. It was there one of the car tyres flew off before the VW skidded into a wall. Goffey tried to flee but was soon caught. Goffey was remanded in custody and sentencing was deferred for reports. In the Evening Times, Sport, recorded on the 20th of May 2019. Stephen Gerrard watches Steve Clark Wales, Kilmarnock boss gets set to decide his rugby park future. By group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. Stephen Gerrard has watched Kilmarnock boss Steve Clark well for the future after he took charge of what is likely to be his last game at Rugby Park on Sunday. Clark's side rounded off the campaign with a 2-1 victory over Rangers as they secured third place in the Premiership and a Europa League qualifying berth next term. But Kilmarnock looked like being under new management by then, as the Scottish FA tried to conclude a deal to make Clark the next manager of Scotland in the coming days. This was an afternoon to remember for the Rugby Park cloud, as Chris Bark strike and a penalty from Eamon Brophy after a foul Borna Berizic on Stephen O'Donnell clinched the victory. Gerard said, Steve Clark was my selection for manager of the year and he has done a terrific job here since before I came in and since I have been competing against him. They are well suited to the surface. They are effective on it. Whatever Steve decides to do, I wish him well. He is a good man, someone I get on extremely well with. I thought it was a good game of football today. The decision at the end decided the outcome of the game. Everyone will have an opinion on it. I know mine. I am not going to get anything for complaining, but it is very soft. There is minor, minor contact, and someone who is six foot three is probably 83 kilos has gone over as if he was diving into a swimming pool. There is nothing we can do about it now. Rangers cancelled out Park's opener when Alfredo Morelos netted just after the hour mark, and Gerard Side went in search of a seventh consecutive Premiership victory. It was the Colombian's 30th goal of the campaign, and Gerard was pleased to see the striker end on a high note after a difficult couple of weeks. He said, "I will take responsibility for it." I made the changes in certain areas. I thought the performance was okay in certain areas. And I can't fault the effort or the will to try and win the game. It's a deja vu moment when two individual mistakes have really hurt us and damaged us. It is obviously disappointing to lose the game the way we did, but I can't be too critical of the players. They have given me a lot this season, and we have to learn and move on for next season. It's a great finish from Alfredo, a striker's poacher goal, and his all-round level this season deserves 30 goals, so I am pleased with him. I'm hoping he has learned a lot from the last four or five weeks. That is what we should all be talking about with Alfredo. His goals, his play, his good number nine play. Rather than talking about the discipline side of him, it's good for him to go away and remember another goal in the last four weeks. By good singer sports writer Christopher Jack. 
For evening times, 20th of May, 2019, Celtic and Hearts follow in footsteps of Scottish Cup heroes like Peter Powder Monkey Summers. Even more surprising may be the fact that when they take to the Hampton pitch on Saturday, it will be the first time they have met in a season's showpiece occasion in 64 years. So look into the past for some indication of how the meeting in the near future may go is somewhat futile. As so too sadly is the task of tracking down anyone present at the first two meetings, given that those games took place in 1901 and 1907 respectively. The history books are our only reference point for what happened then, with Hearts coming out on top in a high-scoring 4-3 win over Celtic in front of 15,000 fans at Ibrox Stadium. In the first meeting, as goals from Bobby Walker, Charles Thompson and a double from Mark Bell did, did for damage. Celtic gained a measure of events six years later with a 3-0 win in front of 50,000 fans at the National Stadium as a really all penalty and a double from Peter Summers, a player dubbed the Powder Monkey, while manager Willie Maley, for his proficiency at setting up goals with mighty Jim Quinn, gave the club the first ever league and cup double. The game was to prove one of the high points in the career, an all-too-short life of a tragic Summers, a man who went down as one of the many Celtic legends of the era and played a major role in Marley's six-in-a-row side. Born in Strathaven in 1878, Summers started his career in and around the Motherwell area, turning out for the likes of Mussen Celtic and Hamilton Academical. The inside left mate has moved to Celtic in 1897 and despite an impressive start to his parkhead career, he was allowed to leave for two loan spells in England and Blackburn Rovers, where he performed well. It was upon his return to Celtic in the summer of 1902 through that everything fell into place as Celtic for summers. Lining up with the aforementioned Quint and Jimmy McCummy, performed the famous attacking trio that would prove so vital to the dominance of the Scottish game in the era. Summer's deft footwork and considered approach to the game stuck out in an era more renowned for brutal tackling and direct attack and play, leading Marley to dub him a substitute strategy. Famed almost as much among Celtic fans for the era of his talent for piano playing and impressions and supportive functions, it was rumoured that famously quick-rated Summers had a nailed-on impression on his manager. While the reasons surrounding his departure from Celtic in 1909, just two years after his double in a Scottish Cup final defeat of Hearts, and after 65 goals in 229 appearances remain a mystery. The story goes that perhaps Summer's willingness to bite back at Marley had worn a t- little thin with the manager. Summers would return to Hamilton, but would retire a year later and go on to become a director at the club. Sadly, after taking ill and having part of his leg amputated, Summers passed away of cardiac failure in Glasgow at the age of just 36 in 1914. But his impact in Celtic, not only for the final of 1907, ensures his legacy as a Celtic great. His contribution to the club beyond the best statistics, his six league titles, three Scottish Cups, four Glasgow Cups and four Glasgow Charity Cups, were recognised by the Celtic Grave Society in the ceremony last year, marking a restoration of his final resting place in the Rest Cemetery in Hamilton. For 100,032,840 people that packed into Hamilton Park at night in 1956 to see Hearts defeat Celtic by three goals to one was spoiled for star quality too. 
For me and there'll be more than a few of those punters who are still around now, who are old enough at that time to remember it. And when you look at the names involved, it is little wonder they would hold on to memory. A double from Ian Crawford and a strike from Alfie Conn gives the Celtic side containing the likes of Dave McKay, Freddie Gilden and Alex Young and Winnie Bold a famous factory. With a slighty reply of Mick only, not enough for Jim McCoy's Celtic. Despite a star-studded lineup containing likes of Sean Follen, Nani McQuinn and Johnny Tully. So whatever happens at Hampton on Saturday, the players of the day have a lot to live up to. But whoever wins, whether it's Celtic clinks in historic triple treble or hearts upsetting the odds to lift the cup for the ninth time, the powers of a famous old trophy will ensure that the victors will be talked about for generations to come, just like Peter Powder Monkey Summers. The Evening Times Sport recorded on the 20th of May 2019. Rangers defender John Flanagan won't face ban for Scott Brown clash. By group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. Rangers defender John Flanagan won't face a Scottish FA suspension for his old firm flashpoint with Scott Brown. The fullback was booked by referee Kevin Glancy for catching the Celtic skipper with an elbow during the Light Blues' 2 0 win at Ibrox. Compliance officer Claire White raised the case against Flanagan after a hearing was held at Hamden on Friday morning. Rangers have successfully defended Flanagan and he will now be free to face Kilmarnock this weekend. A club spokesperson said, Obviously, we have concerns about the process, but we are happy the correct decision has been upheld. By Gertzinger sports writer Christopher Jack. Remember, this weekly digest programme is just a selection of what we produce. You can access more daily content online for free at qnreview.com forward slash free podcasts for free daily podcasts of the Herald Scotland and Evening Times and weekly digests of the National and Inside Soap magazine. Alternatively, you can access all of these services via a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio player. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times, 20th of May 2019. Chris Jack, Celtic must decide whether to stick or twist a new boss search. There are three routes as Celtic could go down in terms of a new manager and their approach to the summer transfer window. The easiest of them all is to give Leo Lennon the job and allow him to continue at Parkhead second time round. The Northern Irishman has had time to work with and assess the squad he inherited from Brendan Rodgers and will have determined who to stay, who can go and what needs to be done in the market. Lennon can't condemn the same wages as Rodgers and has shown he can be successful without spending what Celtic have done under Rodgers in recent years as tens of millions have plugged into first-team infrastructure. The second option is to have a similar financial approach, but trust a new boss with a transfer kitty. Money will still have to be made available, but a coach at a level below Rodgers would have to accept the limitations of a budget and Champions League football could prove harder to achieve as a result. Then there's a route that saw Rodgers arrive at Parkhead in a paid packet that dwarfed anyone else in Scotland and with the expectation that significant sums will be put his way when it comes to buying players. That is the riskiest of them all for Celtic, can they afford to speculate once again? Having just done it with Rodgers, no one must decide if it's worth it all again. The money is there, but how much Celtic want to spend will determine what kind of boss lands the job. The Evening Times, 
News, recorded on the 21st of May, 2019. Renfrew Lane in Glasgow sealed off as police probe rape of teenager by senior digital journalist Aftar Bali. Police have closed off sections of Glasgow city centre after receiving a report that a teenager was raped. The Evening Times has first a report earlier this morning how areas in the centre were sealed off amid an ongoing incident. Renfrew Lane, behind the Pavilion Theatre, has been taped off by police with officers and vehicles stationed at each end. A section of Hope Street and the Savoy Centre has also been cordoned off, with more police stationed at this area. It is understood the areas were closed off late on Monday night after the incident was reported to the force. A police call and spokeswoman told the Evening Times inquiries are ongoing after a report that a 17-year-old female was the subject of a serious sexual assault on Friday, May the 17th. By senior digital journalist Aftar Bali. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019. Police report shows Glasgow's violent crime numbers continue to rise. The City of Glasgow saw more recorded crimes than any other area in Scotland. Between April 2018 and March 2019, nearly 20,000 offences were committed in Glasgow, more than 8,000 more than any other council area. In terms of non-sexual violent offences, the city again had the highest number of any local authority in Scotland. More than 300 of such offences were recorded by Police Scotland in their latest statistics as taking place in the city centre, more than double any other ward in Glasgow. This can be partly attributed to the volume of foot traffic travelling to and from this area of the city, but this number is still up by half over the past five years. Outside of the centre, the Carlton, Govan and Southside Central wards have the highest number of violent crimes. But it was Pollock Shields which saw the largest relative increase in such crimes, up by around 90% on the previous five-year average. Of the 23 Glasgow Council wards, just seven saw violent crime numbers drop compared to the area five-year average. These include Greater Pollock, Newlands, Aldburn and Belliston. Police across Glasgow say they will now work to tackle any specific problem areas in the city. Superintendent Craig Smith said the increase in crimes in these areas is disappointing. However, we continue to work with our partners in these areas to tackle any spikes in criminality. Greater Glasgow Division is able to call upon a number of specialist resources to deal with any increase in crime in specific areas, such as additional resources from our Licensing and Violence Reduction Unit. We rely on information from our local communities so that we can tackle crime effectively. Across the city as a whole, the number of sexual violent crimes have risen for a fifth consecutive year, with around 4,000 recorded in 2018 to 2019. Since 2013, violent crime in Glasgow is up by more than 10%, while sexual crime numbers have risen by around half. Other offences also saw dramatic changes in the number of detections across the city. Last year, there were 880 detections for the supply of drugs in Glasgow, a rise of more than 20% since 2013. Police officers also detected more than 500 instances of possession of controlled drugs, a 15% rise over the past five years. Breach of peace offences, meanwhile, have almost halved over the same time period, with house break-ins down by around a third. 
Police Scotland Superintendent Smith added drug offences remain a high priority for Greater Glasgow Division and will continually carry out intelligence-led operations to target those involved in these type of criminality. The increase can also be attributed to increased awareness of both police and partners of the prevalence of controlled drugs. Housebreaking is a key priority for Greater Glasgow Division and we have a detected unit which tackles this type of crime. We can provide numbers of the public with information and advice on how to keep your home and belongings safe from thieves. Similarly, we would urge anyone who had been a victim of housebreaking to contact police. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 21st of May 2019. Anisland train station cordoned off by Glasgow Police from the Evening Times Online. Police in Glasgow have cordoned off a West End train station following a nearby incident. Calls confirmed that Anisland station on Great Western Road was currently closed. It is unknown when the area will be reopened to the public. From the Evening Times Online. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019. Property factors sorry for poor judgment after chalk hopscotch ban. Spears Gumley has apologised for sending residents in Bishop Briggs, Eastern Bartonshire, a letter demanding their children refrain from drawing with chalk on a pavement outside their homes, as it detracts from the overall appearance of the development. Managing Director Ian Fell said in a statement he was disappointed the letter was issued and it was a poor judgment call on our part to do so. He added common sense should have been prevailed, and the request should have been dealt with with more sensitivity. Parents called the request nonsense and a disgrace, that children have been told they could not play outside, but they accepted the factory's apology. One resident who asked not to be named said we welcome a statement from Spears Gumley and accept their apology. I am glad they have realised it was a poor letter to send out to residents, particularly when the children are doing no harm and just having fun. I think the more concerning aspect of the families in the estate is a road safety issue due to the unacceptable driving behaviour by school one parents dropping their children off at St Helens Primary. Another resident added, I'm glad my daughter can still be allowed to express herself outside her own home of chalk. I would rather her to be out playing with friends instead of stuck inside on a tablet. Mr Farrell and Spears Gumley will be apologising directly to their clients over their handling of the issue. In a letter sent out to residents last week, it stated the issue became apparent following a routine inspection. The factory have not said if other residents complained about the chalk drawings. Mr Farrell said, Admittedly, we do get these type of complaints from time to time in housing developments that we manage, and of course we recognise that clients in the same development can hold different views on how to resolve things. He added, Spears Gumley is a big supporter of a local charity Peak, whose mission is to improve the lives of children and young people. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 21st of May 2019. The range to open in Drumchapel Retail Park by Vexing MacArthur. Home and garden store The Range is set to open a second Glasgow location. The popular retailer has been given the green light to build a new unit in Drumchapel's Great Western Retail Park off Great Western Road. It'll be the firm's second shop in the city, with another store already operating in the East End London Road. The 4,645 square metre unit will also feature a garden centre and cafe. In documents submitted on behalf of Kier Property Developments last summer, it said the proposed development will deliver a long overdue investment for the Drumchapel area. This is the one remaining area 
of land which remains undeveloped following the closure over two decades ago of the former Goodyear Tire Factory. The area's community councils have also welcomed the move. By Maxine MacArthur. Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind are a charity based in Bishop Briggs. We're currently looking to recruit volunteer access to audio ambassadors in Eastern Bartonshire to place leaflets and business cards at businesses, shops and amenities in the area and to show the public how to listen to daily and weekly online articles from the Herald Scotland, Evening Times, The National and Inside Soap magazine for free. If you would like to volunteer and become an Access to Audio Ambassador, please contact Michael Rankin on 0141 772 3976 or email aaatl at qandreview.com. That's aaatl at qandreview.com. In addition, we are also recruiting for volunteer readers and technicians. If you're interested in reading or technically supporting a recording team, please contact us on 0141-772-3976 or email information at qandreview.com. Details of all of our volunteering opportunities are available on our website at qandreview.com. Thank you. Now, back to the main programme. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019, Glasgow man appears in court charged with murder following motherwell disturbance. A man has appeared in court charged with the murder of another man who died following a disturbance. Officers were called to Croy Street, Motherwell, North Lanarkshire, at around 5.50am on Sunday and found the body of a 23-year-old man. Declan Beth, 21, faced charges including murder, assault to severe injury and attempting to defeat the ends of justice when he appeared at Hamilton Sheriff Court on Monday. Beth from Glasgow made no plea during his private hearing from the Crown Office later confirmed. He was remanded in custody ahead of further court appearance expected next week. The Evening Times and News, recorded on the 21st of May 2019. Glasgow nightclub a bowling plans put on hold by local democracy reporter Drew Sanderlands. Plans for a late-night bowling alley in Glasgow have been put on hold after councillors requested a site visit. Licensing chiefs decided to continue Hamcap Limited's application to sell alcohol at Bolarama on the upper floor of the former Tiger Tiger Club at 20 Glassford Street. A representative for the applicant said £400,000 was going to be spent on revamping the club, which would include installing 10-pin bowling lanes. They said it was really catching on up and down the country. People not only want to drink in the premises, they want something else to do. However, councillors raised concerns over bowling going on late into the night. Councillor Margaret Morgan asked whether it was a bowling alley or a club. She said bowling in a nightclub didn't rest easy with her. It is in fact both, the applicant's representative said. It happens in other places very successfully. Bowling would also be available during the day. The licensing board continued the application so a site visit can take place. A separate application to sell alcohol at a nightclub called Slay in the basement of the Glassford Street site was approved by the board. It hosts live music and club nights, with opening hours between 7pm and 3am. By local democracy reporter Drew Sanderlands. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019. Green-fingered helpers need to plant Scotland's finest fernery in Victoria Park. Victoria's Park Fossil Grove is to host the new fernery, with the first plants being delivered this week. And helpers of spades, 
towels and forks, if possible, are needed for planning duties. Volunteer sessions are from 7 p.m. May Tuesday 28th and Wednesday 29th and Thursday 30th for site preparation. From 10 a.m. on Saturday June 1st, helpers are needed to work with fern experts planning the first delivery of ferns just beyond the fossil house around a pond. The Friends of Victoria Park aim to transform one of Scotland's most significant lost gardens into one of the finest ferneries in Scotland. More than a century ago, in the 1880s, workers clearing the ground donated by a benefactor to develop Victoria Park discovered a collection of tree fossils dating back to 325 million years ago. The authorities undertook to cover these with a fossil house to protect them rather than have them removed to a museum. The fossils were subsequently designated a site of special significant interest with the fossil house opening on January 1st, 1890. The Friends of Victoria Park approached the council a few years ago with some suggestions on how the quarry area could be improved in a more sustainable way. Plans include clearing the site of large trees, re-establishment of an overgrown pond, developing an access route for wheelchairs and prams and developing a fernery. Having raised funds from initial funds from the Area Partnership and Fossil Growth Trust, the first order of funds have been placed. Specialists from the Royal Botanic Gardens in Edinburgh, the Glasgow Botanic Gardens and other groups have been given expertise. Andy McGregor said the British Society is very excited by this visionary proposal to turn the old quarry area behind Fossil Grove into an outdoor fernery. A more ideal location for this could hardly be imagined. Most obviously, the proposed fern plantings will complement the fern-related fossil history of the grove itself. In addition, it will affect the site's quality visionary conservation by our Victorian forebears who, as it happens, had a peculiar, if wholly understandable, obsession of ferns. It was the same obsession that inspired the establishment, a few miles away of Kibble's Palace Tree Fern Collection in the 1880s, around the same time as Fossil Grove was discovered. We are happy to endorse this project and our members will be keen to help ensure its success. This is the end of part one. After a short break, we'll be coming back in part two with more great articles from the Evening Times. Visually impaired people are being invited to see if they are eligible for a free, specially adapted radio from a charity. The British Wireless for the Blind Fund, BWBF, provides the equipment to those with sight loss around the UK who meet its criteria. Radio is a lifeline to those who are blind and partially sighted, providing companionship and helping them to keep in touch with what's going on in the world, as well as in the local community. BWBF offers equipment free of charge to those who have sight loss and are in receipt of a means-tested benefit. BWBF is launching its Reaching Out campaign to try and increase awareness about their equipment and help more people who are blind and partially sighted. Our regional development manager, Sophie Weldon, said, Our radios are designed so that a person with sight loss can use them easily and independently. All equipment is delivered to the home by a volunteer who sets it all up and provides support in using it. We offer a range of equipment, digital radios, CD players, memory stick players, internet radio and even a specially designed app. Our radios are vital to someone who cannot see. They provide news, information and entertainment, but also more importantly companionship and a friendly service. If you or someone you know is interested in a BWBF radio, please contact Sophie Weldon at sophie at blind.org.uk. 
That is S-O-P-H-I-E at B-L-I-N-D dot org dot UK or phone 01283-790-208. That's 01283-790-208 or on 07540-724-063. That is 07540-724-063. To find out more about the British Wireless for the Blind Fund, follow us on Twitter at British Wireless, like us on Facebook, or go to blind.org.uk. Now, back to the main programme. Welcome back. The headlines in part two. 21st of May 2019. Man could be jailed after indecent exposure at Glasgow Leisure Park. Popular Glasgow Sky Bar opening hours extended. Glasgow nightclub a bowling plans put on hold. John Hartston, Steve Clark must build Scotland team around a Celtic players. Holiday pleased with progress under boss Gerard's guidance. Steve Clark is confirmed as a new manager of Scotland. Stephen Gerard reckons he has restored some positivity and belief to Rangers this term. Women in hospital at the River Clyde water rescue. European election. Riot police on standby as Scots go to the polls. Glasgow Smiley Stars Nursery to fight opening times extension rejection. Swag free Glasgow to host first ever rave night for adults with learning difficulties. Vintage first Glasgow bus colours make comeback. Riverside Festival and other unmissable things to do in Glasgow this weekend. Missing teenager Caitlin Cowie could be in Glasgow. It's just part of seedy city life. Glasgow has say on centre lane closures. Letters. Glasgow's Garngad takeaway given green light to extend alcohol delivery service. Yvonne Kuwak, former Glasgow councillor, sentenced for embezzling from Dalmanic Legacy Hub. Glasgow's Garngad takeaway given green light to extend alcohol delivery service. Glasgow pest controllers deal with 17 rat calls per day across the city. SWG Free Glasgow to host first ever rave night for adults with learning difficulties. Glasgow jobs under threat as Topman and Burton shops to close. Traffic chaos on M74 after multi-car crash. Man's new life down under risked as he arrested at Glasgow airport over fine dodging. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019, Annie's train station cordoned off by Glasgow Police. Police in Glasgow have cornered off a West End train station following a nearby incident. Cops confirmed that Annie's Land station on Great Western Road was currently closed off. It is unknown when the area will reopen to the public. More information to follow. The Evening Times News, recorded on 21st of May 2019. Man could be jailed after indecent exposure at Glasgow Leisure Park. From the Evening Times Online. Man who exposed himself to a woman on her lunch break could face jail. Ismail Ibrahim, 31, pulled down his trousers in front of the horrified woman in Springfield Quay, Glasgow, last June. At Glasgow Sheriff Court, Ibrahim of Knightswood, Glasgow, was found guilty of making sexual comments to the woman and exposing himself. The woman said all she wanted to do during her lunch hour was watch videos of cute dogs on her phone, but Ibrahim approached her. She said, he flashed himself at me. It freaked me out as I hadn't expected it. I was in my own wee bubble and didn't expect to see it. She claimed Ibrahim spoke to her about sex and she lied about her age to deter him. She told the court, I told him I was 16 and he said he was 30, but it didn't faze him. The victim was told by Ibrahim that he was a pimp and paid women for sex. 
The terrified woman rushed back to work where she told her manager and police were called. She claimed Ibrahim shouted her back and apologised. When questioned by officers, Ibrahim denied any contact with Ms Hazan. Sheriff Mary McCrory asked, How would she know your age if you didn't tell her? He replied, I don't know. Sheriff McCrory deferred his sentence until next month for reports and granted him bail. From the Evening Times Online. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019, popular Glasgow Sky Bar opening hours extended. Glasgow City Council Licensing Board has ruled a Radisson Red Hotel on Finiston Quarry can stay open for an extra hour. It will now be able to close at 1am. Archie McIver, representing a Tunnel Street Hotel, told councillors the bar has received an ominous acclaim since it opened as in line for a number of awards. Bars usually have to close at midnight under the city's licensing policy, but Mr McIver argued the application is fairly unique. The ninth floor bar overlooks Glasgow, with views including the SSC Hydro and the SEC Armadillo. The hotel's representative said the bar which is exceptionally busy is a level above what other premises offer. He added that there was a great demand for this offer and said the bar had shown it was capable by previously opening until 2am for functions. Guests will only be able to pay for alcohol directly before midnight. Afterwards, any orders will be charged to a room. Mr McIver said there was a good supply of taxis nearby to cater for visitors leaving the bar. The Evening Times and News, recorded on the 21st of May 2019. Glasgow Nightclub a bowling plans put on hold by local democracy reporter Drew Sanderlands. Plans for a late-night bowling alley in Glasgow have been put on hold after councillors requested a site visit. Licensing chiefs decided to continue Hamcap Limited's application to sell alcohol at Bolarama on the upper floor of the former Tiger Tiger Club at 20 Glassford Street. A representative for the applicant said £400,000 was going to be spent on revamping the club, which would include installing 10-pin bowling lanes. They said it was really catching on up and down the country. People not only want to drink in the premises, they want something else to do. However, councillors raised concerns over bowling going on late into the night. Councillor Margaret Morgan asked whether it was a bowling alley or a club. She said bowling in a nightclub didn't rest easy with her. It is in fact both, the applicant's representative said. It happens in other places very successfully. Bowling would also be available during the day. The licensing board continued the application so a site visit can take place. A separate application to sell alcohol at a nightclub called Slay in the basement of the Glassford Street site was approved by the board. It holds live music and club nights, with opening hours between 7pm and 3am. By local democracy reporter Drew Sanderlands. For Evening Times, 21st of May 2019, John Hartston, Steve Clark must build Scotland team around the Celtic players. Whatever happens with regards to who manages Celtic next season, we know it won't be Steve Clark. After two incredible seasons at Kilmarnock, it's 99% certain that he's going to take on the Scotland job. The Scottish FA have got the right man. Had Celtic moved for Clark, I am sure most Celtic fans, me included, would have been happy with that. For Kilmarnock to finish third this season above Aberdeen, Hearts Nabenian is absolutely magnificent. I was at a dinner last week where the guests were asked to vote in various categories, including Manager of the Year. There were 25 people there and 23 voted for the man at Rugby Park. Clark had been heavily linked with Celtic before, but that ship has now probably sailed. 
But that doesn't mean the Celtic lads won't get to work of him. In fact, I'm sure that Clark will heavily rely on Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, James Forrest and the rest. I may be biased, however, a good coach will now know the best players in Scotland and the best team. And Clark is a good coach. It took a while for Brendan Rodgers to get a win against Kilmarnock side, which beat all top six teams. Clark gets the best of players, which is a pretty handy skill to have as an external manager of one of the smaller countries. He's got good players, but again, I'll stress that if Scotland are to qualify for Euro 2020, the core of the team must come from Celtic Park. They're winners, and the Scottish team could do with some wins. The Evening Times Sport Recorded on the 21st of May 2019 Halliday pleased with progress under boss Gerard's guidance By group singer sports writer Christopher Jack Andy Halliday knows any season where Rangers don't win silverware can't be classed as a successful one But the 27-year-olds can have more confidence than ever before heading into the new campaign that the late Blues are on the right track under boss Stephen Gerrard Halliday was part of the Jersey side that won promotion to the Premiership but the first two seasons back were tough going on and off the park. The arrival of Gerrard last summer rejuvenated the disillusioned support and progress had been made in recent months as Rangers had beaten Celtic twice and closed the gap at the top of the Premiership table. Now Halliday can look forward to Gerrard's second campaign at the Ibrox Helm. He said, It has been stuff you may not see. Obviously, the players who have come in have brought quality on the pitch, but they have also brought standards and experience off it too. We've got a lot more leaders in the dressing room, a better mentality in the group that creates a better atmosphere and togetherness, and that reflects in the progress we've made on the pitch. Thankfully, I don't need to go into a summer with my head up my bum for four weeks so I can enjoy it and look forward to what we can hopefully achieve next year. I won't shy away from the fact that we've fallen short. Ultimately, we haven't won a trophy, and that's not good enough, but I'm certainly filled with a lot of belief going into next year. You always have confidence in the group, but now I have real confidence as we have better quality, and we have mentally tougher characters in the dressing room as well. By group senior sports writer, Christopher Jack. For Evening Times, 21st of May, 2019, Steve Clark is confirmed as a new manager of Scotland. The Scottish FA got their man after weeks of negotiations and a 55-year-old agreed a three-year deal. Clark said goodbye to the Kilmarnock supporters at Rugby Park yesterday following Kilmarnock's win over Rangers which sealed third place and European football for the Ayrshire club. It was Kilmarnock's high finish in the top tier for 53 years and it was also the record points total. Clark, who did not speak to the media either before or after Sunday's game, did address a jubilant Kilmarnock faithful from the centre of Rugby Park pitch after a trophy took some last-minute penalty to send the club on the way to a first European adventure since 2001. And while he did not directly mention whether he'd been moving on, he did hint his time at Rugby Park was up as he admitted his regret at not delivering a trophy. In a statement, the SFA said, We are delighted to announce the appointment of Steve Clark as Scotland's national team head coach. Steve joins from Kilmarnock on a three-year contract till the end of FIFA World Cup 2022 qualifying campaign and was appointed after an extensive recruitment process undertaken by the Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell and endorsed by the board. He has enjoyed incredible success at Kilmarnock, achieving their highest ever points tally in the SPFL Premiership, with a fifth-place finish last season. 
and are surprised for his achievements this season, with Kilmarnock finishing third. The club's highest league position since 1966, with a new benchmark of 67 points. If you are blind or partially sighted, or know somebody who is, they may be eligible to receive a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio, where our daily podcasts are available. To qualify for a free permanent loan from BWBF, you need to be resident in the UK, registered blind or partially sighted, over the age of 8, and in receipt of a means-tested benefit, or have a parent or guardian in receipt if you are under 18. If you think you qualify, you can find your local agent at www.blind.org.uk and remember, when setting up the player, ask for the Cune Review channels. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times Sport Recorded on the 21st of May 2019 Stephen Gerrard reckons he has restored some positivity and belief to Rangers this term by group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. Stephen Gerrard reckons he has restored some belief and positivity to Rangers after walking into a broken club last summer. The 2-1 defeat to Kilmarnock on Sunday was the light blues 60th game of the campaign. Gerrard praised head of performance Jordan Nilsson for his efforts in keeping his players fighting fit to this term and believes there are positive signs all around Ibrox. He said, He is the best and that is the reason I brought him in. I have every confidence in all my staff. We are improving a lot of areas of the football club on and off the pitch. If you look where this club was and the reason I got the job, it was on the floor and it was broken and it was fractured. Now there is some belief and there is some positivity around. The fans have seen us play at a level they are proud of, but we have had too many bumps and too many setbacks. So the aim and challenge for us is can we find consistency for longer periods next season? If we do, I predict it could be an exciting future. The fans maybe don't want to hear that just now. But I think that when everything comes down and they analyse it, if you ask any Rangers fan if we are in a better place now than we were 12 months ago, I don't think you would get many who disagree. Gerard rested James Tavernier, Nikola Katic and Scott Arfield on Sunday to give them an extra break. The Libelists have relied on all three this term and Gerard told Rangers TV, I'll take the hit for that, certainly with Arfield and Katic. It was my decision, but I need Katic and Arfield fresh and ready for 60 games next season. With all due respect, there wasn't much riding on this game, except to get a win and keep the run going. Getting them three weeks off was more important than that. Tav I didn't want to risk, as he had a couple of niggles, and if there is anyone who deserves a breather on an AstroTurf pitch, it is Tav. By group senior sports writer Christopher Jack. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May 2019. Women in hospital at the River Clyde Water Rescue, by senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. Emergency services rushed to the River Clyde in Dalmarnock on Monday night after reports of a person in the water. Police, the Scottish Ambulance Service and the Scottish Fire and Rescue Service, SFRS, rushed the Clyde walkway just off London Avenue after receiving the report at around 8.15pm. One eyewitness told how crews started arriving on site just after 9pm. At least two rescue boats, as part of SFRS's water rescue support, attended with the Scottish Ambulance Service sending its instant response unit. Rescue services started to wind down at 11pm. Police Scotland told the Evening Times the calls were the concern of a person and that a woman was taken to hospital. No other details were made available. The Scottish Ambulance Service and SFRS have been contacted for comment. 
by senior digital journalist Efta Bali. The Evening Times, 23rd of May 2019. European election, riot police on standby as Scots go to the polls. Police Scotland confirmed four units comprising about 100 public order officers will be statistically placed to deal with any incident. This is in addition to usual policy. Speaking about the move, Deputy Chief Constable Will Kerr said we will never normally need that sort of support, particularly for European elections. We do now. The tone is just fundamentally different. Scotland will send six MEPs to the European Parliament following election, although Brexit means it is unclear for how long they'll have their jobs. Two of the party's lead candidates have already served Brussels, with the SNP's Alan Smith and David Martin of Labour both putting themselves forward again. At the last European election in 2014, Scotland returned two SNP MEPs along with two Labour representatives, one Tory and one UKIP member. Mr Corbyn, who was Scotland's first elected UKIP politician, announced he would not be standing again. Labour polls shown a slump in support for both the Conservatives and Labour compared to five years ago. Both the Scottish Greens and Nigel Farage Brexit Party are hoping to see their candidates' elections. Polling has taken place from 7am to 10pm, although ballots will not be counted until Sunday, May 26, in most areas. In the Western Isles, counting takes place on Monday morning, with a full Scottish results to be announced after that. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May 2019. Glasgow Smiley Stars Nursery to fight opening times extension rejection, by Maxine MacArthur. A Southside nursery whose bid to extend its opening hours was rejected has vowed to fight Glasgow City Council's decision. Smiley Stars Nursery on Mansfield's Hillside Road applied to add two additional hours to its daily operating times, moving from 8am to 6pm to 7am to 7pm. Documents included with the application reveal council officers saw no points of contention with the approving bid, leaving its owner shot to discover it had been kicked back last month. The council stated that its reasoning behind the decision was the change would cause unacceptable noise and disturbance to residents of the area, despite the business occupying a standalone building. Owner Tamara Marashi has blasted the decision. She said, Our nursery in Ibrox is a mid-terrace building, yet it's allowed to open from 7am to 6.30pm, so I can't see the reason for this. Ibrox is a mid-terrace and Mansfield is a standalone building, so surely if any were going to cause disruption it would be Ibrox, yet it's allowed to open for longer. Parents coming from this side of the city to the city centre need time to get here and sometimes we have nurses or people who work away and they don't follow the usual shift patterns. The nursery, which can hold up to 64 children, is lodging an appeal against the decision this month. However, planning officers insist the decision is due to change in the city development policy, which puts more focus on protecting residential properties. A spokesman said that the planning decision was taken to protect the residents of homes nearby. An objection was received to the proposal from a neighbouring resident, and on balance it was felt that the earlier opening hours would result in a loss of residential amenity to the street. By Maxine MacArthur. The Evening Times, 23rd of May 2019. Swag Free Glasgow to host first ever rave night for adults with learning difficulties. The Under One Roof event is set to hit Swag Free in the city's West End. The night aims to give party seekers a place to make friends and enjoy a night out in a safe environment. 
Jonathan Dawson, general manager Swag Free, said everyone, no matter their needs, should have the opportunity to enjoy the great benefits and joys of clubbing. So we are really thrilled to have under one roof coming to Swag Free. He added, as a venue, we're always searching for ways to engage people from all walks of life and to domesticise dance floors under one roof. It's likely to attract a lot of people who have never felt safe enough to enter a nightclub, and that's really exciting for us. The night will take place on Thursday, June thirteenth, from six thirty p.m. to nine thirty p.m. J.D. Wilkes of Optimal Fame will provide the soundtrack. Founded by Alice Woods, Under One Roof was established in twenty seventeen, and was designed to open up dance floors throughout the UK. This is the first time the event will take place in Scotland. Alice said, for many, the lack of physical access to clubs or overwhelming new environments, and in some cases verbal abuse, means that there is a whole portion of society who are currently missing out on what Glasgow does best music. This will hopefully be a night to remember for a lot of people who might have never been clubbing before. Tickets are now on sale for three pound at swag.tv. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May 2019. Vintage first Glasgow bus colours make comeback. By senior digital journalist Afta Bali. First Glasgow is marking 125 years of public transport in the city by bringing some nostalgia to the company's bus fleet. The roots of First Glasgow's present day operation can be traced all the way back to 1894 when the Glasgow Corporation Tramway was introduced that year on July 1st. Glasgow's public transport operations have had a colourful history ever since with trains, trolley buses and the motor buses that have continuously served the streets of the city, sporting a number of eye-catching libraries along the way. Now, to mark the occasion, First Glasgow is turning back the clock and bringing back three classic libraries, Glasgow Corporation Library, 1960s, Greater Glasgow PTE Library, 1970s and Strathclyde's Buses Library, 1980s. Three double-decker buses will be given an external makeover. A number of events to mark Glasgow 125 take place across the city, the biggest of which will take place on July the 7th through the Glasgow Vintage Vehicle Trust. An open Sunday event will be hosted at their bus museum in Bridgeton, which houses over 100 examples of buses in various stages of restoration. Andrew Jarvis, Managing Director for First Glasgow, said, We are delighted to be working with a dedicated team of volunteers at the Glasgow Vintage Vehicle Trust to help celebrate our history. Our modern double-deckers will sport the colours of yesteryear, but brought up to date to suit the lines of the vehicles. We hope people of all ages enjoy seeing them out and about around Glasgow. By Senior Digital Journalist, Avta Bali. The Evening Times, 23rd of May, 2019. Riverside Festival and other unmissable things to do in Glasgow this weekend. Bloody Mary pop-up, Hillhead Book Club Sunday. Upgrade your Maybank holiday plans with this boozy bunch pop-up in the West End. Call 0141 576 1700 to book. Dirty Dancing King's Theatre until Saturday. See the hit film come to life before your eyes with this fantastic, emotional and triumphant live stage show with all the classic hits. Tickets at atgtickets.co.uk The Big Feed 249 Govan Road, Saturday and Sunday. A line-up of top street food traders, fully licensed bar, massive beer garden, live account music, DJs, retro games arcade, face painters and balloon tristers, classic board games and more are back this weekend of £2 entry. GBX for Shed, Sunday. 
George Bowie returns for the Shed's first GBX of 2019 and one of the venue's biggest nights of the year. Tickets by Eventbrite. Vegan bank holiday barbecue, Saturday. Set outside on the banks of Glasgow Canals at the Orcourt Spears Rough and running from 4pm to 10pm. Expect music, cocktails and food available until late. Tickets by Eventbrite. Platform Market at Gal St Arches Sunday. This year sees the introduction of the food court showcasing specialist farmers and food market traders and producers who offer quality products for customers to enjoy at home. This is free entry. My owner meet and greet, number 10 venue, Saturday. Sit back and relax and enjoy Disney's Moana, followed by a special visit from Princess herself once the movie finishes. Tickets by Eventbrite. Boxing Dinner Club, Crown Plaza, tomorrow. An evening of professional boxing entertainment, guests will enjoy welcome drinks plus a free course meal prior to the action. Tickets by Eventbrite. Big Comedy Night, State Bar, Saturday. Join Mark Jennings, Vladimir McTravish, Joe McTerran, Rosen Card, Christopher Kersey, Elliot Simpson and Ian T.C. in Scotland's largest ruin comedy room. Events by Eventbrite. Parkland Market, 794 Pollock Shores Road, Saturday. Browse a range of boutique stalls from some of the local favourites and beyond, as well as food court with a selection of hot and cold food drinks, meat and vegan delights. This is free entry. And don't miss Riverside Festival, Riverside Museum, Saturday and Sunday. Scotland's premier celebration of electronic music returns, bringing the biggest and best artists. This year sees the addition of a whole new area, complete with new stage Dockland and Glasgow's very own award-winning street food market. The Big Feed, head to riversidefestivalglasgow.com. The Evening Times, news, recorded on the 22nd of May, 2019. Missing teenager Caitlin Cowie could be in Glasgow, by columnist-reporter Katrina Stewart. A missing teenager last seen in the company of an older male could be in Glasgow. Police in Stirling are searching for Caitlin Cowie, who was spotted on Sunday, May 19th, at about 1.10pm after being dropped off at Milgai train station. It is believed the 17-year-old planned to travel to Glasgow. Caitlin is described as 5 foot 7 inches tall and of slim build. She has long, fair blonde hair and a tanned complexion. She was last seen wearing a beige-coloured jacket, black jeans and white shoes. Police are becoming increasingly concerned for Caitlin and are looking for assistance from members of the public in tracing her. A police spokeswoman said, If anyone sees Caitlin, then we would encourage them to contact 101 straight away and report this, quoting reference number 3391 of May 19th. By Colmish slash reporter Katrina Stewart. The Evening Times, 23rd of May 2019. It's just part of CD City life. Glasgow has say on centre lane closures. Letters. Last night's front-page story on calls to ban access to city centre lanes sparked many comments. Here's a selection. Close the lanes. I said it before, close the lanes. Only people should have access are the pubs, shops, restaurants connected to them. Who needs the access to them? Post by Craig. Make them useful. The answer is to make these useful and usable spaces. A number of lanes in the city centre are well used for pubs and restaurants who have access off them. Pedestrianise them, use them, install bright lightning and fit CCTV where it will actually do some good instead of filming thousands of innocent people elsewhere in the city. Written by Paula Barclay. Follow Menborn's need. 
I don't know if you've ever been to Melbourne, but this is what they've done. The lanes are full of restaurants and bars. Written by Charles James. Time to get the police out of their cars and onto the street. Written by Sydney Jacks. The council isn't interested. It seems the council's not interested. It's just part of a seedy city life now. Written by Jack Arthur. Spruce lanes up. I agree that it's time to make use of these lanes. A perfect example is Ashton Lane. Look how popular it is for visitors and locals. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May 2019. Glasgow's Garngad Takeaway, given green light to extend alcohol delivery service. By local democracy reporter Drew Sandilands. An Indian takeaway in the northeast of the city will be able to extend its alcohol delivery service despite health board concerns over drinking problems in the area. Licensing chiefs granted Garngad Takeaway on Royston Road a variation to its premises licence, allowing alcohol to be delivered until 10pm. The two-hour increase was opposed by Glasgow City Health and Social Care Partnership, HSCP, which says alcohol-related hospital visits in the area are 164% above the Scottish rate. HSCP representative Elena Smith told the board it is already a neighbourhood with well-established significant alcohol problems and asked councillors to consider rejecting home delivery. That is our main concern, she said. This is not going to get any better. Councillors quizzed the takeaway owner and the representative on how often tonic wine was sold. Very, very rarely, they said. Bailey Josephine Doherty asked, How many bottles of Buckfast would you sell? But Chairman Matt Kerr said, We can't have that line of questioning. The takeaway's representative said staff can refuse orders where there is significantly more alcohol to food. She said, They are experienced. This is a family-run business. People tend not to abuse the system. It's a very close-knit community. If it was an area of concern, the community would be up in arms. The health board also opposed an application by the Wee Man's Bar on Gallowgate. The pub was granted permission to allow children and young people to enter until 8pm if accompanied by an adult and ordering a meal. Ms. Smith said the area also had high levels of alcohol-related hospital visits, 76% higher than the Scottish rate. She said it was a traditional drinking environment, and research shows young people stimulate the environment around them, modelling drinking patterns on what they have seen. The board's concerns related to a normalisation of alcohol. The pub's representative said it was a traditional public house premises in the East End, which wanted to take a pub-grub approach. We're not expecting a large number of children, he said. There's not likely to be any more than four at any given time. It has the facility. By local democracy reporter, Drew Sandilands. Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind are a charity based in Bishop Briggs. They're currently looking to recruit volunteer access to audio ambassadors in eastern Bartonshire to place leaflets and business cards at businesses, shops and amenities in the area, and to show the public how to listen to daily and weekly online articles from the Herald Scotland, Evening Times, The National and Inside Soap magazine for free. If you would like to volunteer and become an Access to Audio Ambassador, please contact Michael Rankin on 0141 772 3976 or email aaatl at qandreview.com. That's aaatl at qandreview.com. In addition, we are also recruiting for volunteer readers and technicians. If you're interested in reading or technically supporting a recording team, please contact us on 0141 772 3976 or email information at qandreview.com. 
Details of all of our volunteering opportunities are available on our website at cureandreview.com. Thank you. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times, 23rd of May, 2019. Yvonne Kuek, former Glasgow councillor, sentenced for embezzling from Dalmarnock Legacy Hub. Yvonne Kuek was instead ordered to carry out 220 hours of unpaid work. The 52-year-old was the company secretary for the People's Development Trust in Dalmarnock, Glasgow. The organisation ran the 3.5 million Commonwealth Games Legacy Hub in the area launched amid a fanfare by football legend Kenny Douglas in 2015. But later, financial concerns led to the auditors looking over its books. Keokuk, ex-Labour manager for Cities Calton and a trust project manager William Flaws, 55, were eventually held by police. Folds was also hit with the same sentence after he was also convicted of embezzlement. Both Keokuk and Folds were further handed a restriction of liberty order, meaning they must stay at home between 7pm and 7am. The hub's facility housed a range of services such as IT training and a nursery creating dozens of jobs. A trial heard payments had been made to someone called Johnny the Turk for apparent literacy services. This individual has never been tracked down. Kirkuk has also once asked a colleague to turn a bag of £2,000 cash instead while she was suspended. A number of cheques stub made out to cash were discovered, but there was no corresponding receipts or paperwork. The business has also been described as chaotic at one stage as it moved from a city's Bridgeton to the hub at Dalmarnock. Kirk was initially put on a gardener leave for the audit. The former councillor and colleague Folds denied embezzling £8,120 between January 2015 and 2016. It also emerged she got Folds to co-sign blank cheques which she denied. She told the court I would ask William at my office and complete the rest at the bank. Her lawyer Brian Cooney said Kirk had plans to move to Turkey. Sheriff Mary McCoy told the pair it is unthinkable for someone with financial responsibility for trust actus rare. There was a series of breach of trust at the heart of his embezzlement. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May 2019. Glasgow's Garngad takeaway given green light to extend alcohol delivery service by local democracy reporter Drew Sandilands. An Indian takeaway in the northeast of the city will be able to extend its alcohol delivery service despite health board concerns over drinking problems in the area. Licensing chiefs granted Garngad Takeaway on Royston Road a variation to its premises licence, allowing alcohol to be delivered until 10pm. The two-hour increase was opposed by Glasgow City Health and Social Care Partnership, HSCP, which says alcohol-related hospital visits in the area are 164% above the Scottish rate. HSCP representative Elena Smith told the board it is already a neighbourhood with well-established significant alcohol problems and asked councillors to consider rejecting home delivery. That is our main concern, she said. This is not going to get any better. Councillors quizzed the takeaway owner and the representative on how often tonic wine was sold. Very, very rarely, they said. Bailey Josephine Doherty asked, How many bottles of Buckfast would you sell? But Chairman Matt Kerr said, We can't have that line of questioning. The takeaway's representative said staff can refuse orders where there is significantly more alcohol to food. She said, they are experienced, this is a family-run business. 
People tend not to abuse the system. It's a very close-knit community. If it was an area of concern, the community would be up in arms. The Elf Board also opposed an application by the Wee Man's Bar on Gallowgate. The pub was granted permission to allow children and young people to enter until 8pm if accompanied by an adult and ordering a meal. Ms. Smith said the area also had high levels of alcohol-related hospital visits, 76% higher than the Scottish rate. She said it was a traditional drinking environment, and research shows young people stimulate the environment around them, modelling drinking patterns on what they have seen. The board's concerns related to a normalisation of alcohol. The pub's representative said it was a traditional public house premises in the East End, which wanted to take a pub grub approach. We're not expecting a large number of children, he said. There's not likely to be any more than four at any given time. It adds to the facility. By local democracy reporter, Drew Sanderlands. For Evening Times, 23rd of May 2019, Glasgow pest controllers deal with 17 rat calls per day across the city. For Scotsmen, a report on a Freedom of Information request submitted to Glasgow City Council shows an average of 17 calls are made to pest controllers every day in the city. This is apparently six times greater than the figures in Edinburgh and will only receive 1,800 similar complaints in the same time period. A third of the 30 worst affected streets are in Govan Hill, with the south of Glasgow seeing the highest number of call-outs to pest controllers. The newest paper figures saw that Allison Street had 68 complaints about rats in living areas since 2016. This was twice the number of the next highest ward, Cathcart Street, also in the area. The council have now said a programme of steel bin replacements across the city will make a difference reducing the number of complaints resulting in fewer vermin. A spokesman for Glasgow City Council added the current initiative to replace 50,000 old-style bins across the city will have a significant impact on the rat population. Steel bins are small and often in poor condition, which can lead to the spread of litter and waste, which encourages vermin and create health and safety issues. We always aim to respond to calls from the public for pest control support as quickly as possible, while focusing resources where intensive treatments are required. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May, 2019. SWG3 Glasgow to host first ever rave night for adults with learning difficulties. By senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. The Glasgow nightclub is set to host its first ever all-inclusive rave night for adults with learning difficulties and support needs. The Under One Roof event is set to hit SWG3 in the city's west end. The night aims to give party seekers a place to make friends and enjoy a night out in a safe environment. Jonathan Dawson, General Manager at SWG3, said everyone, no matter their needs, should have the opportunity to enjoy the great benefits and joys of clubbing, so we are really thrilled to have one under one roof coming to SWG3. He added, as a venue, we're always searching for ways to engage people from all walks of life and to democratise dance floors. Under One Roof is likely to attract a lot of people who have never felt safe enough to enter a nightclub, and that's really exciting for us. The night will take place on Thursday, June the 13th, from 6.30pm to 9.30pm. J.D. Wilkes of Optimal Fame will provide the soundtrack. Founded by Alice Woods, Under One Roof was established in 2017 and was designed to open up dance floors throughout the UK. This is the first time the event will take place in Scotland. Alice said, For many, the lack of physical access to clubs or overwhelming new environments and in some cases verbal abuse, means that there is a whole portion of society who are currently missing out on what Glasgow does best, music. 
This will hopefully be a night to remember for a lot of people who might have never been clubbing before. Tickets are on sale now for £3 at swg3.tv. By senior digital journalist, Aftab Bali. Remember, this weekly digest programme is just a selection of what we produce. You can access more daily content online for free at qandreview.com forward slash free podcasts. For free daily podcasts of the Herald Scotland and Evening Times and weekly digests of the National and Inside Soap magazine. Alternatively, you can access all of these services via a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio player. Now, back to the main programme. For Evening Times, 23rd of May 2019, Glasgow jobs under threat as Topman and Burton shops to close. It's understood the city centre's location is among 23 shops throughout the UK to be shut as part of a rescue plan by chop shop tycoon Sir Philip Green. It is not known how many Glasgow jobs will be lost, however a total of 523 are under threat across the country. Ian Gabiner, Chief Executive of the Arcadia Group, called for steps tough but necessary to mend a business. The company also plans to shut all its 11 top shop and topman stores in the US. It is another blow to the tycoon who this month lost his Sunday Times Rich List billionaire status. Sterling and Aberdeen are also set to lose both their Dorothy Perpkins and Burton stores. It's thought the remaining Topman and Burton shops across Glasgow, such as Silverburn, will remain open. In return for the rent's cuts, Sir Philip's wife, Lady Tina Green, who is in the main shareholder of Arcadia, will invest £50 million in a company. Landlords and other creditors will have to agree to the proposal, which will be put to them on June 5th. The deal will see them owning 20% of a firm, while they will also be able to claim against a £40 million compromised creditor fund. Sir Philip's Arcadia Group has 1,170 shops in 36 countries, although the majority of concessions are franchises. It has 566 locations in the UK and Ireland, employing 18,000 people. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 22nd of May 2019. Traffic chaos on M74 after multi-car crash. By senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. Morning rusher motorists on the M74 are experiencing tailbacks of almost three miles after an earlier multi-car crash. Traffic Scotland warned its Twitter followers at around 7.30am M74 northbound, Junction 3A, Daldowie, a multi-vehicle RTC, is blocking lane 3 of 3, police and detress en route. Traffic having to merge into other lanes, causing queuing back to Junction 4, Maryville. Now, the team was warning of huge tailbacks. Traffic Scotland wrote M74 northbound, Junction 3A, Daldowie, lane 3 clear at RTC, all cars involved on hard shoulder. Traffic queued back 2.6 miles to Uddingston, M73 queuing also to march. By senior digital journalist, Aftab Ali. For Evening Times, 23rd of May 2019, man's new life down under risked as he arrested at Glasgow airport over fine dodging. The drink driver had constantly avoided settling the fine and paused in 2015. Some payments were made but then stopped as he still owed more than £1,000. He ignored repeated warning letters and an arrest warrant was issued. Many tried to catch a flight at Glasgow Airport heading to Sydney to take up a job and start a new life in Australia. He was arrested by police. 
He missed his flight and did not fly out until a family member paid for the outstanding £1,105. His story was shared in a 40th quality finds report published today by the Scottish Courts and Tribunal Services, which reveals three-year collection rates of both Sheriff and JP Courts have increased to 90%. The collection rates saw 90% of the value of Sheriff Court fines and JP Court fines imposed during a three-year period between 2015 and 2016 and 2017 to 18, as he been paid or was on track to be paid, a rise of one percentage point compared with a figure at 21st January 2019. Arresting non-payers travelling through ports and airports is one of a number of measures available to the Scottish Court Tribunal Service, SCTS, for recovering unpaid fines. Other enforcement measures include clamping vehicles, arresting earnings, freezing bank accounts or taking money directly from benefits. A Lanarkshire van driver who had unpaid fines for road traffic offences, including driving without insurance, found his vehicle clamped twice within three months when he failed to settle the fines. Chief Operations Officer David Fraser said the latest quality fines report reflects a 10-year success story of steady improvements in fine collection and illustrates how fines enforcement teams continue to be highly effective in securing unpaid fines. It can lead to being arrested at an airport to having a vehicle clamped, as a recent detention at Glasgow Airport shows. With our national dedicated team of fine enforcement officers, non-payment or fine on non-engagement is supply, not an option. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Evening Times. This weekly talking newspaper digest was a Q&Review recording service production. The readers were volunteers at Q&Review and the producer was Jordan Duncan. Q&Review Recording Service Limited is a registered Scottish charity. Number SC018016. Our registered office is at 18 Crowhill Road, Bishop Briggs, Glasgow, G641QY. Remember, you can always get in contact with us by email at information at qandreview.com or by leaving us a message on our answering service at 0141 772 3976.